We've got some fresh new young talent doing some things that I know you haven't heard before. One, two, three, listen. You gotta have a like the why, and we know our why. So I think you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. Millions and millions of people have done this already. You can get help, you can get a roadmap, you can save a lot of time, money, and frustration. Welcome to the Value Add Podcast with K and K. Hey everybody. Value Add with K&K, Crystal Kenny here. Just want to say thank you so much for the support, for listening, um, the comments, everything. Keep it up. We'll keep going as long as we can. And if you like what you're listening to, like what you're watching, uh, tell your friends about it, leave us a review, maybe even give us five stars. We love those. That's how we can grow and continue to bring you guys value and spread the word. Thanks, guys. Uh, so, yeah, um, let me know where you'd like to start. Yeah, fire away, Ben. Um, just tell me about, like, obviously, Ben and I are talking here about, um, I've been kind of talking about it, but we met through a mutual friend, and I'll just call him a mutual friend, and um, I don't know if we want to use his name, but I'll just say a mutual friend, and um, we both own real estate, and um, we're just not a fan of how things are being portrayed out there in the media to not pay your rent and we want to kind of talk about I'd like to talk to you about how that's going to affect us and other people and kind of what you're doing about that right now yeah well I mean I what I would say is um I'm a fan of good housing policy I care a lot about housing policy um I'm a I'm a third year law student at USD um and you know I invest in in affordable housing in san diego with my family we own 30 apartment units uh in logan heights and city heights um and we're really proud of our of our properties and and um and the way that we've you know maintained them and and, and been able to provide you know affordable rents at them um and so I mean, this is all, this has been a, just a, a whirlwind. Uh, but when I heard about the, the, the particular policies that were being put in place, I started hearing from, you know, local mom and pop housing providers who either didn't understand what was going on, couldn't believe it, or, uh, yeah, were sharing their concerns, but didn't know where to direct them. And I kind of just a week and a half ago, hearing all of this sprung into action and got involved. I, I read the uh, proposed eviction ordinance that was, that was proposed at the, at the city level. Mm-hmm. I got in touch with every city council person and their policy staff that I could. I drafted, uh, I proposed uh, a language uh, that I thought reflected and took into account the $2 trillion stimulus uh, liquidity, direct, direct cash injection, um, that, that to me reflects a, a better policy of, of, of accomplishing two goals. One is, is the public health, uh, you know, we, we've got to keep people in their homes because, because of, the, of the public health reality. Right. But- but um, the way we do so uh, matters here, and and the policies and the choice, the policy choices that we make matter because we want to avoid a potential economic 
tsunami um, as a result of shutting down the economy. We have 6.6 million Americans filing for unemployment, right? So, yeah, I mean, that was the first step. Um, it was a little, it was a, it was a great effort, but it was a little too late, frankly. Um, and so then after that, I, I created a, a survey and we got over 300 responses from, uh, to, 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 to really, to paint the picture of who is providing the housing stock in an already fragile housing market. Um, who, not only who's providing it, but who's servicing it? Who, you know, who are the, who are the people who are the, are the plumbers, are the electricians, are the foundation repair people, are the roofers, are the, um, you know, property managers, the, yeah. property managers right? And, and, and the word landlord is such a politically charged um, phrase and, and, and rightly so. I understand what like people's shelter is a very delicate thing. And when, you know, and, 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 and eviction and, and, so, so I wanted to, I, I felt a civic responsibility to paint the accurate picture of who owns this housing and what would be the second and third order consequences from, uh, from those folks not having the income that the federal government has set aside for necessity spending, necessity spending um, during these times. Uh, and so, so that's what I'm working on. As just kind of grassroots volunteer common sense initiative. Well, first of all, I appreciate it because um, I know you probably spend a lot of time and effort. Um, so I want to go back. Well, I have time. I mean, we have time. You know, we have time right now. Like you know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so it, it, I really yeah. I think about it as a civic duty. Um, no, no. I mean, I'm 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 passionate about space. That's why I reached out. That's why I'm doing this. I'm putting video and content. Um, you know, a little bit of a quick background on us. I'm going to ask a couple questions. As you know, my wife's over here in the corner, but we own multifamily. We own vacation rentals. We used to, we've done residential commercial financing for 16 years. So the mom and pa investors that you're talking about are our clients. And we've worked with a lot of real estate investors in California and San Diego. And on top of that, we started a property management company in 2013 that we sold, but we at the height were managing a thousand units. So as you know, you have 30, we manage a thousand. So I know what it takes. I know what it is to run a property management company, number one, and how thin the margins are. So we had a conversation like, what if we didn't make income from these properties for a month or two? That means I got to go out of my pocket, my personal money and bring money into a business. And how long am I going to do that? Because you know, with property management, the expenses are really high. You've got managers and accounting and all this stuff. And if you're not getting income in, it's, you know, with, we're not Apple here making trillion, you know, billions of dollars a year. So, and then there's all the other people, then there's the tenants and the owners. And we know we, we gave the distributions to owners. So we know which owners said, I need that five grand, 10 grand, two grand a month. I depend on that money. So we had to do a repair on the property or anything. We knew how tight they were. So I know who you're talking about, which when you say, hey, let's just give them free rent, I mean, you went like, do you know, who you? that's not just that simple because there's a trickle down effect. And I know we're going to get into that. So that's kind of like some of our background. And we take pride and passion in this because I'm not just like owning property and it's in it for the investment. Like I like to provide good housing. I like to make sure it's nice and clean. People have a good experience. I want 
renters that want to stay on my properties. I'm not trying to be a slumlord. I'm trying to do the right thing. That's why I'm here saying it, it's not about somebody not paying rent. It's how everybody has to understand this like as a whole, whole. This isn't about somebody not just paying rent. This is about the trickle-down effect that that causes. You know, that's why we're really here. Um, and so I wanted to go back. When you talk to local politicians, authorities, whatever, in here, California, can you talk about a little bit about like just not named the conversations and how that went and feedback and things like that? Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would just, before we get into that, I would just echo your, uh, your passion about providing housing. Right. Um, so we own two, two properties. Uh, one property is, is 14 units. Six of our tenants are on Section Eight. Um, I have relationships, like great, like great relationships, uh, with some of them, not all. I mean, some of them I, I don't really know per, on a personal level. Um, the, the the building we bought when we bought it was on this raised foundation. I mean, the thing looked like it was a ba- it was built in the 1940s. Yeah. Right. One of the one of the buildings. There are two buildings. One was in the in the in the back. It was actually built in Golden Hill, and we we found the the records that in like 19 46, it was moved on a truck uh, to Logan Heights <laughs> and placed yeah. there. And so they're both on these, I mean, right, like they're both on these raised foundations. And one of them was was hanging by a thread when we, when we acquired it. Um, one of the best feelings that I've ever felt personally was a couple months ago, end of December, right before uh, 2020, we finished replacing the foundation on that front building. We, we, I mean, like, like we, I don't want to, like, it's weird to say like tricked out a foundation, but I mean, we, we you did it right. You we did, did it right. Right. Yeah. right? And, and, and it's hard to like, I think I, and I almost, it's not glamorous stuff, but like the notion that, wow, we, we are, making sure that our older, I'm a participant in a, in an ecosystem that's making sure that our older housing stock, which is the most affordable housing stock. When you build luxury, you're not building affordable, but you've got to maintain the, the, the housing stock that gets older and older because that is the next generations of, of affordable housing. Yeah. And you want to maintain that so that it doesn't get torn down. And so more luxury housing doesn't get built there, right? It's, it, it, that is important. And I consider myself a participant in that system, and it is one of the best feelings. You know, the the, the second property we own is in Civic Heights. Um, you can see it on my Instagram. It's, I have one photo on my on my Instagram. It's the Civic Group. That's the name of my LLC, the Civic yeah. Group, because housing is is a Ben Franklin provided housing. Like it's you can you can do well by doing good. It's it is yeah. such a civic uh, enterprise, and so the one photo on that. Uh, on my that Instagram account is the community space that we just renovated, and we put we we put um, like these uh, banners or, or um, you know shade sails oh, and okay, lighting, yeah, yeah. and we, and we repainted you know we we and we sealed off the front. We put fake ivy on front to you know so that that residents can have a place of a, a, a they could their shade. It's their home. It's their it's a home. If it's people a home, come and visit, a home. They, they want to feel good about where they live. Yeah. Right? So, so you're helping so, them feel good about where they live. Right. right. Yeah. So so you can hear it. And like I get energized about that. I love it. And yeah. um 
Yeah. I just wanted to, that doesn't often get, that gets obscured in the, in the term. Yes. Landlord. Yep. So, um, anyways, that's, that's one thing. So, so back to your actual question. Um, I was just, I was just responding to, to, no, right? no worries. I um, I think, I think this policy is hard, right? Because it's not econ 101 explain. I mean, you're, you're, you know, you understand that the finance side of this, which, you know, with, with, with all due respect to our, our elected officials, you know, not all of them are um, experts, economic experts. They, you know, they, 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 they're as good as the information that they get. 100%. Right. And understanding a who owns property B the second and third order consequences of a default, what that looks like um, is, is not the most intuitive thing to wrap one's head around. So I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I think some of the policymakers, you know, say, oh yeah, we, you know, we appreciate your suggestions and concerns. Um, and, and, but we'll see when it comes to the outcomes. Right. And, and so we're, we're pushing to make sure that we, get hurt in, 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 in various ways. Um, but yeah, I think, I think the struggle here is, is the education around the, the, the second and third order consequences that, that no one in this system wants. No tenant wants to be, you know, evicted from, you know, a, a wall street bank that b- potentially buys a local credit union that goes under because they have obligations and they, right. And I'm just using these words that, right. That as soon as a lot of people hear them, their eyes gloss over. Cause like, what do you mean? Default credit union, you know, coming in, buying assets at a discount. And then likely, you know, they, they may choose not to maintain that 1940s building um, as, as, as I'm choosing to do, they may choose to, demolish it and build luxury because that's the highest ROI for their dollar. And, and, but right. So, so we can talk about this, but, but it's not as, it's not as an intuitive uh, concept in it to to understand. But we might be able to break it down, but let's, let's go over this. Let's go over. You interviewed 300 people or you got, I sent out a survey. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get a survey. Yeah. Um, I answered the survey Mm -hmm. and um, I think they're just straightforward, simple questions. Um, can you kind of go through just not every question, but what the questions were about? And then from yeah. that, what type of people in out of 300, can you kind of break them down? Like, who are we probably looking at? Yeah, sure. So the goal of the survey was to get an accurate picture of who owns, uh, who are the housing providers in San Diego, right? Uh, and so, and what are their fi- current financial circumstances in terms of, uh, you know, their properties? So, you know, the first question was like, is this your primary is, is, are you, do you qualify as a small business under, you know, the, uh, do you qualify as a small business? Yeah. I, I, I think like 80% of respondents. Yes. Um, is, is your, how many units do you, are, do you own or manage? Over, you know, the overwhelming majority were less than 50, right? Like uh, yeah. less than so 50. They're, so they're not, yeah, they're, they're smaller. Yeah. So this, yeah, this, yeah, they're, they're not, not mega massive, corporations. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So is this your primary source of income? Yeah. Most people are 60 to 90 year old retirees. Who, so, that's, so most of the answers was this is their primary source of income. I think, I think something like 68%. Okay. So, 70. Yep. Okay, so that's yeah, a big yeah. number. Okay. Um, 
you know, how many months of reserves do you have to pay your mortgage? Uh, overwhelming majority was, you know, zero to three, right? Wow. That, that um, right there, that's, that's, a, that's one of the biggest, that's the biggest problems right there, that question. Zero yeah. to three months to pay your mortgage, yeah. Yeah, and then um, how can, you know, scale of one to five, how concerned are you about the trade-offs you may have to make as it relates to providing safe and affordable housing. Um, again, I mean, and people are very, rightly so, I think very concerned. It, if you don't have income coming in, then what happens when the, when, when the refrigerator breaks or what happens when the shower breaks? You know, people are not gonna be able to come out of pocket indefinitely. And, and so, and I think that's like another part of this that it's the indefinite uncertainty around, you know, how they're going to be able to run their properties in a way that's consistent with their, their own personal standards. Um, that's, um, and I know I'm delving off from your, from your question about. No, no, totally. I get it. I mean, this is, it's so complicated because it's not like don't pay your rent and okay, cool. The landlord will just not pay their mortgage and we'll just, we'll just see how that goes. Cause that's, it's not that we just have a mortgage. Like you said, is what if somebody, vacates a unit and you have to return the unit. That's a cost. What if, like you said, what if there's a plumbing problem? What if there's this cracked slab? What if a, a hole falls through the roof? What if there's a health there's mold? What, what, if, if, what, right, if, what right. if, what if, what if, what if? These are all things that we, it's not glamorous, but it's like, this is housing. But it takes and, capital, it takes yeah. money, capital to fix those problems. Right, right. So that, yeah, so the survey was, was just, it was like seven questions and it was designed to, to, to have that get it, get at that in an aggregate sense, and I bet and 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 I bet there you know this the surveys were answered over the course of a weekend, and you know a lot of the people who are fall into that category of mom and pop, they're retirees, they're sixty to ninety. So I I'd be willing to bet with some confidence uh, that there are a lot of folks who were just not able to navigate a Google survey, and so I you know I think that number is is probably can those those survey responses are, are cons, a conservative representation of of the of the state of the state of things yeah i mean and you know i was i tell people i said you know the state which we are i mean i listen you know and i always make this disclaimer so people know i don't watch the news i don't watch cnn fox that any of my data comes from talking to you know i did it i was telling the guy that we talked to, I was telling him I did a Zoom call with Alan Nevin the other day. You know, mm-hmm. local yep. I know yep. him. Like he's been on the podcast. What do you think of this? He even the first thing he said is, "What do you think about the eviction thing?" He was like, "That's the stupidest thing. Like how it was handled." And you know, I'm watching guys that are, you know, whether they're billionaires or not, that own a bunch of hotels, and they're saying, "Is the government shut down my hotel? I have 50 hotels, and if I have zero revenue, I still have to pay." to keep the hotel up while nobody's coming in. And now I have to go back and negotiate with all of these banks to pay them. But then he says it gets worse because some of the, some people were banks that lent me money. Some of them were hedge funds. Some of them were insurance companies, but also some of them were teacher funds. So some of my, my hotels, as Bill said, the debts on them is backed by pension funds. Mm-hmm. Maybe the California teachers fund California, and you're the yeah. government saying, I can't pay. Cause you said nobody's allowed in my hotels. Cause it's long. I get it. But he's like, how's this going to work here? What is the p- pension fund? Like 
they don't want a hotel back. You know, they, they want me to run it. They don't know how to run the hotel. So there's, and so now you go to multifamily. It's the same thing. It's like people don't get paid. It's just, well, I think it's, a, I mean, look, it's this, I care about housing policy because housing is shelter and it's, it's the that, same. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, yeah, sure. The economics are the same, but like, yeah. you know, it's, we're talking about like, just this, this is an, this is on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. This is a necessity. Yes. And, um, and especially in a, in a pandemic that requires shelter in place. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Hotels are in a tough so, situation. So, but like, so, but, so, so let's talk about, so it sounds like the, the, out of 300 people you survey, and you and I know the, the person in San Diego, let's take San Diego beach, wherever the average person that owns real estate is 69 years old. They're a mom, pa, they don't have a bunch of reserves. This is probably their only job. Somebody 80 years old is probably not out there doing a side hustle and they re- they rely on this income. And if they don't get rent, now here's the problem, right? So we can talk about- And ironically, they're also the, the group that's the highest uh, at risk for serious, you know, for, for contracting and, um, and being, you know, uh, uh, contracting COVID. So, yeah. right, so like, so, so- it's kind of a double whammy when you think, when you think about it. Um, yeah. but I mean, that is the, and, that and, then, and then, so, so in your opinion, we're here, what's the, tr- what's the trickle down effect? So what's, what's, what are, what are you seeing and what are you telling politicians and what's the message here? So people get that we can clarify, like we just gave them the scenario of who owns the real estate. So the person that owns the real estate is not in a financial position to be giving free rent away. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. sorry, mm-hmm. they're just not. So if they don't get rent, are they getting, is, are they getting a check then for the rent? Are we getting a check in the mail? Or is that coming next week or in May? And so if that's not coming, let's talk about what yeah. happens next. Yeah. I mean, so, so um, the fact of the matter is I, I think this is one of a classic case of you've got a fragmented group of people who are not, have not historically been well organized. And so they're, you know, with all due respect to, the apartment association and, you know, you have lobbying groups that exist. I mean, they tend to represent the interests of larger uh, housing providers. Um, and, and so when you have policies like the federal government saying, well, if, if your loans are backed by Fannie and Freddie, you can have a 12 month forbearance provided uh, you don't evict folks. That's great. That's a great policy, but, it doesn't cover this, 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 it really doesn't cover. And that was also a, a question in the survey. Are your loans backed federally, federally backed by a Which are, right? most aren't by small. Most aren't. Okay. So, all right. And then you have Governor Newsom's, again, he, you know, 90 day forbearance with, you know, Wells and JP Morgan and, you know, local variety yeah. of local credit unions. But that's for residential mortgages. It's not for, you know, the multifamily, a lot of the, any, really the multifamily loans. So it's a, it's a case of um, fragmented voice, in, in my opinion, fragmented voices who are not historically well organized because they're just, again, like 60 to 90 year old retirees who own, a, you know, a couple of uh, units, you know, why should they be? Why should they have a lobbying organization that represents them? Because they haven't needed to, right? Um so that's a that's a problem here. That is a real 
real problem. Um, and, and none of the, frankly, as far as I'm concerned, there is no good answer yet at a local or a state level that addresses that fact. Um, I think there is a, there's, there, you're starting to see in the media, um, there was a New York Times op-ed uh, written yesterday. There was a CNBC article. Did yesterday. you see that one I emailed you? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Thank you. Yep. It's like, thank you. They're recognizing Yeah, they're, they're, they're recognizing the problem. And I think problem recognition and I'm, and I'm really, I'm happy about that, honestly, because yeah. like, because that, because problem recognition is the first step. If you can recognize the problem, you can solve for it. Um, so that's where we are, frankly. And so for me, um, I'll just going to jump in here and chime in. So the problem I have with all of this is I always tell people, you know, I went through the reset last recession and we were doing finance and now I'm going through this, whatever we're going to, we don't know exactly what it's going to be. Is it short-term, long-term, whatever we'll know in years, right? When we look back. But, um, so my wife does commercial financing and she's okay. been, she's, we've pro- she's probably, she's funded in a billion and a half dollars of loans. So it's, she's done some loans. And so, um, everything was great. And then all of a sudden the media comes out and says, you don't have to pay rent. And, Interest rates on apartments were great and lending was great. And it was very, very, very strong and solid. And within about two weeks, the thing started crumbling and cracking. And so Crystal has really good relationships with all the banks because she knows them all. And we know CEOs or chief credit officers. Or, so all of a sudden, hey, guys, we're having a little bit of problem. Well, what's the problem? Well, the tenants are calling the 70-year-old landlord and saying, hey, Joe, I'm not going to pay. And then the landlord's going, what? Oh, I didn't, uh, well, what, 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 like, you know, what? Okay. They hang up and they called their lender, the small bank, not Fannie or Freddie, because they don't want to yield maintenance, prepay, and all that stuff. They said, uh, my tenants aren't going to pay. What do I do? They're like, whoa, we don't even, we got to, we don't even know what we're going to do. We got to, we got to, okay. Those started calls or hammering and hammering. And then it went from, oh, you have a loan in to great. Oh, if the loan's not, all of a sudden the whole thing started deteriorating within two weeks of the lending. And so I go back to, I tell people the most important thing we can do in this time, in this environment is pay our bills because we don't want the thing to get worse. And how it could get worse is, you know, even in residential lending and business lending and commercial lending, a lot of people are like, we'll just wait and see. But the problem about wait and see is the secondary market that lends us money is in fear too. They're in fear that these people are not going to pay bills, car notes, mortgages, credit cards, business loans, leases, all this, and they're going to get screwed. So they're now going, we're going to back off. So all of a sudden the guidelines went from super favorable, you're a real estate investor. We're going to give you the money. We're excited. We love this environment. Let's go to, we're going to pause. And basically we don't even want to give you any money now. So you basically just turn the light switch off in industry. And I saw many deals blow up. I've talked to yesterday, a buddy of mine that will go, will put out, that's a developer. He's saying he's hearing friends, basically their, um, their funding is getting freezed when they're in the middle of building an apartment. So all these things are going haywire and it's literally over is people going to pay their bills. And so this is the trickle down effect that I'm seeing. So now, you know, and then all of a sudden I'm talking to, I know tons of property management companies. I'm like, how are you going to pay your bills if you don't get it? But then some of them have a minimum fee written in their agreement. So if you get zero rent and you have to pay your bills, they go, 
hey, uh, Ben, yeah, you still owe me five grand. What? Well, yeah, that's in the, well, I can't pay you. So yeah. I'm just giving you, this is what I'm seeing here on the front lines of this business. Yeah. And that's where I get nervous is the lending right now has been turned off. So to get a loan, it's ugly and it's not attractive and it doesn't really want to make anybody do anything, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, my reaction to all, to all of that is the importance of incentivizing necessity spending during this time. And look, the federal government passed a $2 trillion stimulus measure. Um, and I know the headlines have been, well, $1,200. That doesn't, you know, great. That in San Diego, that doesn't even cover my one month. But if you, if you look under the hood in section 2107 of the, of the CARES Act, there's, you know, there's this new thing called pandemic insurance. It's one, there are, there are a lot of bells and whistles in it, right? There are SBA loans, there are payment protection, right? But there are corporate bailouts, which, yeah, yeah, not, not this conversation, but a, a large part of that stimulus are direct cash transfers to people who are unemployed um, as, a res- and, as a result of this or, ha- or have been, ha- had their hours cut or had their pay cut and, and, or, you know, have, have gotten sick, God forbid, and have to, have to shelter in place, you know, like that, or family members who have to, pro- to have to take care of, of people who've gotten sick. Um, and so they can apply for uh, if unemployment, but also there's this whole new thing called pandemic insurance, which the long and the short of it is the average unemployment check, weekly unemployment check before this was $385 a week. The federal government increased that by six hundred dollars, and so if you are a fe- if you have substantially lost income, and, and again, like the devils are in the details, and you should read them. But if you've lost income because of this, or if you're an independent contractor or self-employed, and and you're still working, but you're at, if you're like an Uber driver, right, and you're at, or working at Instacart, right, and your hours have have been cut, but you're still working, you can apply for this this pandemic insurance, and the point of that. You know, people have been saying, "Oh, this is UBI. This is this is Andrew Yang at work." Um, I I mean, the difference between this and a UBI is UBI is perpetual. This is a temporary measure to finance a a public health necessity, um, and that's liquidity that's coming into the system to finance that. And so, uh, uh, you know, Ray Ray Dalio. I don't know if you know. He's a oh, he's a. Oh. I, I worked I worked at Bridgewater for three years. Oh, so, you did? Yeah. Oh, so, wow. we'll have to have yeah. another conversation about that. That's, That's another awesome. conversation. But, um, awesome. Amazing guy. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, he wrote a great, I, well, he wrote, he, I mean, he wrote, a, he's, he wrote, a, he, he writes about big debt crises, right? He has his video but, out. You can watch it, the 30 minute. How the economic the machine works. works. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But recently he wrote um, a short uh, blurb about the uh, importance of incentivizing necessity spending um, throughout this crisis. And unless you're a debt hawk, you know, which which you really shouldn't be in in in, in this environment. The government's the government. There are resources here. Oh, for sure. Um, to, and, and and society is going to we're we are going to struggle. Like that is that is a that is a given. The question is, are we going to struggle well or are we going to struggle poorly? You, you right? And um and so making sure that. The, the money that has been set. one people know about this stuff is so important and i and i really wish our elected officials would do a 
would do a better job of focusing on educating the public about how to, A, that these resources exist. It, like, yeah. I'm a third-year law student. I'm, I take a ton of tax classes. I geek out on that stuff, right? But th- come on, you know, not everyone does. Yeah, no, it's, no, it's, it's yeah. just the reality. Yeah. So, so the responsibility of our elected officials to educate and, and inform and how to get that, as opposed to educating and informing about how not to pay rent, look, I just, to me, that's struggling poorly. That's, that's struggling poorly. Um, and, and we can get into questions about is $2 trillion enough, but yeah, the federal government seems like they're, they're already working on phase four, right? So they oh, know. It's, 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 it's going to be, uh, it's, it's, it's not, it's a start, you know? I mean, so, Nancy, Nancy Pelosi came out today. I'm not a, I don't, politics, I'm not really, I just saw something. So I clicked on this thing and she came up and she's saying, you know, I will say this. They did come together quickly and they put this package together and people have been working hard and they're trying to get money into the American hands. And they're all like, look, everybody's like, we might hate each other, the politicians, but it's like, we need to get money to the people now. And the other thing is, is she's saying is, you know, to give businesses two months and say, here's the bills. That's great, but that's not enough. And she, I think I liked her mindset. She said, we need to give them, we need to say, we'll give you, we'll give, we'll give you six months if you need it. Yeah. Because I think in my opinion, I think, People, if they go, oh, I'm only getting a paycheck for two more months and then it might be over, they're going to hoard their money and they're not going to pay you and I rent because they're like, what if this doesn't last? So if she's like, if we can say, we'll give that business six months of payroll, even if they're not open, then, you know, Ben and Kenny are like, we're sitting here going, wow, okay, I can relax and breathe. That's six months to see how this thing goes. Hopefully my, my, you know, my bartending jobs open or my Uber or whatever it is, my hotel job or, you know, on the, on the cruise ship. But that's, I think it's going to be one and two. And I think this is going to be continuing until they see this goes, but she agreed. She has the most important thing is to get people money so they can pay their bills. And I think they're starting to recognize and changing. They're realizing, no, we're not giving you money to give it. This isn't a stimulus package to go out and go to, you know, to dinner. It's not Keynesian. It's not like a Keynesian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't yeah. go anywhere. It's to right, pay right, right. Your, your bills. Right. To pay, like right. you said, you're staying house, stay in there, but pay the bill. Like, So, um, yeah, I, uh, those, are, those are my thoughts on, on that. We, we, we really need to um, incentivize nece- like, like necessity spending. Um, and provide, and to your point, provide certainty, uh, some semblance of certainty um, around that. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of fear but, and, people. And, yeah. and, but, but, but my, my the, 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 at a policy level, the, the concern that I have around um, the, the eviction moratorium, moratorium as it stands is it really, it really compounds the problem for folks. It, like, I think by it sends a, a message and, and with the misinformation and with the rent strikes and, and all of that, um, people may have a, f- a false impression about, and the rent, and then it will come due, but how do you expect someone to, who's, you know, not working or has, or who has substantially lost income and, and who's, who's on, you know, pandemic insurance to pay that, um, that back rent? Like that's, we don't want, we don't want to, we, we, we got rid of debtors prisons a long time ago. Right, like I think the point is, everyone's got to chip in and everyone has to sacrifice. The question is, can we do so equitably? And can right? Yeah, I just I just think the six the month can't kick the can down the road is just that's bad policy as far as I'm concerned. My my wife said it right in the beginning. She goes, they're going to make up rent, and we're like, we manage a thousand units. No, when people said we'll pay you later. I mean, the percentage 
a pay you later was, I mean, it, I don't even know what it is, but let's say it, oh, it's yeah. not going to, it's not going to, it's not going to be in our favor of landlords. It's not, yeah. it's going to be in their favor. Yeah. So I think there's, there, there are two things here. Like one, it's the actual policy that gets passed. And then two, it's like, there's a, there's a signaling of, elite, there's an elite signaling, right? Like of, or of elected officials um, who have, I think have a responsibility to, 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 to signal um, that so that people don't have a false impression of, of what's happening here. Um, but yeah. No, I mean, look, I appreciate it. I appreciate you putting the time in. So where, where do you kind of go from here? Like what's your next steps or what, do you, what what's the, what's the next steps for you and this whole kind of like, obviously we're just trying to get in front of the right people to tell them. I think it's like, we're not telling you what you're doing is terrible. We're telling you just to make sure their people are delivered the right information, like the pandemic and like let them be informed then that, Hey, you're going to get the money to pay your bills. And maybe they need to explain how that works. Like take a person that makes 40,000 or 50,000 or every year and break down. This is how you make now. And this is how you're going to make the same based on what we're going to give you. So you can still pay your bills. You know, that's as simple as I look at it. I don't know. You know? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to continue organizing and mobilizing. And as, as we get more data about what's happening, you know, the picture is changing on a daily basis and, uh, I am going to continue making sure that that the people who we're talking about here, or who I'm talking about, who I, who I think are being, just really their voices aren't heard, get heard. Um, <laughs> so I, I just, I yeah, I want to, I want to avoid another, you know, 2008, but in a different in a different uh, way because I think you know that there it was residential. We're talking about a very particular subset of of folks here. Um, and, and yeah, I hope we struggle well. That's so to end this, what, how can we you know we're going to put this video out there. Somebody sees this, mm-hmm. that is the ideal person we're talking about. And they're like, I'm being affected. What do you think they can do to help the situation? Uh, well, I, I think one, I'd love to hear from them. Okay. First, first and foremost, right? Like, how can they get in touch with you? What's the best way? Uh, send send an email. Is that yeah? What you, yeah? We'll post your email. I'll get post it. My email. I'll post on the video. Okay, cool. Just yeah. email you. Get in touch uh, with you. Okay. Get get in touch with me. Um, you, you know, we're, we're 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 thinking through. I'm thinking through with you know how to how to scale our um, the picture of our people, voice. Yeah. Right. The voice. Yeah. Like it's not. It's not just San Diego. It's um, you know it's you the article you sent me. It's you know it's across the country. Yeah. And so how to scale the representation of this group, um, and 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 really it's not this group. It's how to get good housing policy. How to how to get housing policy that that enables us to not have just destructive you know outcomes. So. So we're going to be, so get in touch with me is the long story short. Okay. Yeah. That's the way they can help. And then just, you want to hear from more. The more numbers we have, the more, you know, so take this, you get in touch with me. I'll send you the survey. The more numbers we have, the the, the richer data that we have, um, that matters, right? Data matters. Um, So yeah, I mean, you could write your, your local elected official. I don't know that that's probably, 
probably not. It's somewhat effective, but yeah. numbers matter. I think, um, I think we're seeing some stuff in the media, but I think when people really don't pay and the demographics we're talking about doesn't get the collection and they can't pay, I think this is going to blow up quickly and it will be heard. And um, it might, you know, hopefully it doesn't get there. You're trying to do it before it blows up, man. No, 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 exactly. Yeah, that's why I'm saying it. So I'm going to put this out quickly and um, through social media and our channels and and try to get in front of as many hands as I can. And then look, like, you know, I'll post your information. Ben, thanks for your time. Thanks for doing what you're doing. I know you and I will stay in touch. Let me know how I can help. And, um, you know, like, I think just getting this message out there, and hopefully delivering it to people that are real estate investors and maybe they're not, this is not them, but they know 10 other people to send this message to them and reach out and, you know, let's, let's get a megaphone out there so the government can hear and they can do something real quick because they're acting quick now with other things. They need to act real quick on this. It's a, it's a, it's a giant game of whack-a-mole, you know, like there are a lot of holes to plug, but they got you. We got to make them aware of, of, of the holes, right? Or else oh. they won't plug them. So yeah. thank you. I mean, this is this is fun. Uh, yeah, hopefully, is hopefully, we can have different conversations in the future about you know uh, you know other uh, other topics. I, I I, I'm I'm sure we'll be doing more Zoom calls as this yeah. progresses because I think we yeah. need to because this is an ongoing conversation, whether it gets good or bad. Um, because. I think the good thing is, is there is things in our housing in California. We can say, for example, that policies, you know, could be tightened up or relooked at. And a lot of things right now in our world are being looked at because housing was a mess before this. <laughs> housing was not good before this, right? Yeah. Let's like let's not exacerbate it. Ninety that, or one hundred twenty days for eviction is not good either. I'm just saying, like that's yeah. you know, like that's that was one of my things. Not to go on a tangent, but what happens if you have all these people to evict? How and we it takes one hundred twenty days, ninety days to do it now? And we're, they're going to take a year to evict. Like we're going to have to change that too. So, I think there's some things to be said. Ben, yeah. appreciate the time. Hey, um, we'll be in touch, and um, I'm going to make sure this gets out there. All right. Awesome. Have a good one. Stay safe. Stay safe. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.